Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. What's up, y'all? I'm Amanda Seals, and listen, I get it. We're in some serious times, so I think some of y'all forgot I'm a comic. She had them jokes. I mean, you forgot I had a whole HBO comedy special. I be you forgot I showed love to how black women give compliments. Okay, polka dots. And from shade to how white women move in corporate America. Stop seeing all these unnecessary people on these goddamn emails. I get it. We've been pooped up for a long time. That's why the Amanda Seals Black Outside Again Comedy Tour is coming to a city near you. Go to amandaseals.com today and get your tickets so we can laugh and learn our way through this madness together. How black am I going to have to get? A podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network. He's a king of cups. She's an ace of pentacles. You're listening to Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a read our fans. Listen to them talking to Mike. Am I accurate? Oh, well, so then we didn't go back and look. The overall energy of that is that there's a new opportunity trying to come in. Oh. Because of the Ace of Pentacles. Yeah. Tight. So that's the overall energy of where I'm at. We're talking tarot. I just did a tarot reading. My first two tarot readings. I did a tarot reading for myself with Jess's assistance and then I pulled some cards for her did a tarot reading from her apparently anyone can do it just literally uh anybody can just you can just do it it's cool I think anyone can do it but the 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 gift that you have of kind of hearing things in uh, the ether makes it easier for you a lot of people would look at the cards and the cards wouldn't speak to them in any way like they wouldn't be getting messages from the okay well here symbolism right off the bat here's what i get i don't i didn't get any i wasn't in the ether feeling anything for you like i tried to feel like which are the cards to pick like which card feels right but like once i laid them all out i just had you interpret them for yourself right uh be and i didn't like try to get in your head or tell you like what this that you know and I, I, tarot, Karen Rontowski read tarot to me one time and it was okay. It was cool. I like doing it for myself this time way more, way more. And I like, cause I, when you're talking about my gift, I think you're talking about how I'm looking at these cards and I can like look into like how that makes me feel, what this picture evokes, what kind of symbols are in there. What is it? How does that relate to this? And I can then construct a narrative from my own head that's like, yeah, this, this is, these are all the things I'm thinking about, right? Uh, which makes sense to me. And I liked, I liked, I really liked it. I think it was like meditation. It's just like I'm, I'm projecting all the problems and thoughts that I'm currently thinking about 
onto these cards and finding messages for myself in them and being like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Like, and I, and cause I'm just, it's what I always do. I sit in my head and I talk to myself about my problems and I overanalyze everything. But this was just like on a nice canvas. It was like an activity more than just like in my, in my bedroom, just quietly going over stuff. It was like much more productive. I felt to, to like have this, here's where I'm at right now. And this card shows where I'm going to be. And this card shows where I'm going. And I could build this, uh, arc and like see, and it was like very helpful. And especially to have a friend like you there where I could talk to you about it. And, and also she had to tell me what a lot of the cards meant, but like, that's, that's very cool. What I, I don't get then is like what with like somebody doing it for me. I think then, I, I don't know. Like, I, well, I, could, I don't want to do it for somebody else. That's what I'll say. I want to do it for somebody else. I don't think else. you enjoy having it done for you because you don't like to be told how you feel. And um, I think part of that is connected to you being pretty self-aware and being tapped in. So like when I'm doing, cause I do readings now. So when I'm doing readings for people, I've had a couple of readings with people who are, I can just tell that they get their own messages because you get stuck in like their waiting room. You can't just like tap into their energy because when people are, are tuned into that stuff and get their own messages and can also tap into other people, they tend to have a firewall, which you should have a firewall. Otherwise the vampires get you. I good. Yeah, we don't want the vampires to get <laughs> she means energy vampires. Everyone's like, How how crazy is Jessa getting? <laughs> she said she was going to let us into more of this five D stuff. I wasn't aware gargoyles and vampires were involved. But I think my problem is I don't believe somebody can see my future or get messages for me or anything. Yeah. In in Mormonism, you we we talk a lot about revelation, but we say, and we talked about this with the Brady episode, right? Uh, you God gives people revelation, but He doesn't. He's never going to give someone revelation f- for for somebody else. You know, uh, that's what I believe. Yeah, I don't think uh, you know, like we have. It gets tricky in the church because you have like priesthood leaders who are responsible for a group of people. So technically, God's going to talk to this guy to for revelations that affect the people that he oversees. But and then, you know, that obviously can get abused, which is why I don't like it there. There the example that gets brought up all the time, and I'm sure I've used it a bunch of times, is uh, a boy telling a girl that he received a revelation that they are to be wed. Right. Right. And she's like, all right, well, cool. When I get that revelation, then maybe, but like, you can't tell me. And with, so like, I, I just don't, uh, I feel like it makes more tarot makes more sense to me when I'm the one doing it because I'm the one that's connected to me and my future and my, uh, feelings and all this stuff. Absolutely. So that is cause when I'm, when I'm doing tarot, I'm tapping into the person's energy. But the benefit, and I can do my own reading, right? But the benefit of having someone else do a reading for me, and the only time that I ever look into a reading is when I'm emotionally attached. And when I'm emotionally attached to the outcome, I'm not seeing things clearly. I'm not reading messages that I'm getting clearly because I'm emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like when I get a reading, 
from Karen or something. I write everything down. There will be stuff that I'm like, this doesn't resonate, but I have it written down. And she said a ton of stuff in January, this reading in January that I've just like carried around these, uh, tatted, uh, tattered pages that like everything, like one whole page that didn't make any sense came true in one day. But I don't feel like when I get messages and I don't let a lot of people read me like people will try to read me and they'll get nothing because I'm firewalled because I don't trust them and I don't have any interest in you coming into my energy nor do I think you have any insight that I need but when I am emotionally attached or in a place where I'm self-deceiving or uh, confused or something else it's just nice to have someone in and then it it'll resonate you know, we just did this reading and I'm like, oh, I can see exactly what all this is. But this is like energies that are inside of me and that I allowed you to pull cards on. And I ended up reading them, but would have been, oh, this is why it's like, I can't do a reading for you. Like I have a dog in the fight. So I can't do, uh, I can't do an honest reading for you that my energy won't affect or that, you know, at the, at the least I won't feel weird. It's not appropriate for me to give you a reading. So that's why you did like your own reading. But, uh, when people go to Karen or come to me or whatever and want a reading, it's cause usually by the end of the reading, they're like, this is exactly what I knew I needed to do, but I just needed this confirmation. You know, a reading shouldn't feel like none of this makes sense. I went and got a reading from someone. This is weird, actually. I got a reading one time the weekend I broke up with Jason from a lady who, but I was like asleep. I was like back asleep at this point in my life. You know, I was not uh, awakening alien Jessa. And I asked... She told me I was going to marry my boyfriend, which I was like, I also, I don't do fortune telling. If I, if you get a reading for me, it's about the energies that you're in, your trauma, your blockages, like the things that are stopping you from getting the things you want and stuff like that. I'm not like, you will get married and have four kids. I'm not a fortune teller. Um, but she said I would, but there are fortune tellers. She said I would marry my boyfriend. And I remember being like, okay. Cause I knew I was about to break up with him. Uh-huh. And then I, she said, ask one question inside your head and one question out loud. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. You've told me this story, but it's and a good one. I said, the question in my head was, will I be a famous comedian? And the question out loud was, will I ever see my daughter again? And she said, yeah, she'll move in with you. And I was like, well, that's definitely not going to happen. And then I was like, this lady just thinks that I have a like, I'm asking if my ex-husband's going to let me see my daughter again. She doesn't understand anything she's talking about. And then a year later, I married my boyfriend. Oh. And two years later, I got my daughter back. Dang. Um, Another time, though, I went... And then now you're a famous comedian. And Did she answer the question that was in your head? No. And for a long time, I was like, I wish that wasn't the one I asked. Oh. But now I'm glad it was. Then another time, we went to, like, a boardwalk psychic... And by now I'm awake again. And her reading was awful. Like everything she said was awful. And I could tell that she couldn't get anything and that she was just making up things that might make sense based on like what a person would walk into a psychic for. And I was like, none of this is accurate. Where I usually am someone, if Karen says something that doesn't resonate, I just write it down and I'll just wait and see or like, you know, could have been anything. Who cares? You know, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not trying to fight the validity of something. Otherwise, I wouldn't have come here for it. I really did go. They nailed both of my sisters and then couldn't get anything on me. And then I later talked to my friend Kristen and she was like, oh, if you're like tapped in, you have to give people permission 
they have to you have to let them in otherwise they can't get anything so she's not you were, you didn't let her in you know and then i'm like okay well then if by you- letting them in is that just mean be open minded because i feel like i come in skeptical and is that is it to be, to let them in do i just need to not be skeptical or is there a is there like a thing that i have to do i've had two readings uh, two readings in the last probably two weeks where I had to stop and just say, okay, here's, here's a few things that could be happening. It feels like you are, when you're doing a reading and you're tapped into the person, it feels like you guys are talking in another room and it's just, there's a flow to it and an energy to it. And they don't even have to be saying anything, but I just, I can feel everything like pinging. You know what I mean? I can feel it. I can feel it resonating for them. And I can feel when things aren't a current energy and I need to specify like, this isn't here yet. This isn't going to make sense yet. Just write this down. Um, when someone is, it's, almost easier to read a skeptical person, but I don't know. Obviously people who are paying money to get a reading for me are not very skeptical, skeptical. but I have had, uh, two readings where I had to stop the reading and say, cause then I start to freak out. I start to feel insecure. I start to feel like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, like I'm, it, it feels like bombing, I guess in comedy. And so rather than doing what that woman did, which was guess, I just stopped the reading and say, okay, here's a couple of things that could be happening. I'm not in yet. Like, I feel like I'm in your waiting room. Um, uh, Because it does feel like skepticism when you can't do it because, you know, you can feel there's not a flow. They can feel there's not a flow. And so it does feel that way kind of for a second. But I just say, here's a couple things that could be happening. Number one, if you are someone who kind of naturally reads things and is kind of naturally tuned in, you probably have developed a bit of a firewall to keep people out, which is very good. But you you just have to intend to let me in you just have to like I I give you permission to come in and it fixes it and uh another thing is people if they are hiding something and they are afraid of the reader seeing it they can like shut down the entire thing and um there was once that I kind of thought that that's what it might be and I was just like you can just say you're allowed to see everything but this you know and I won't see that Hmm. but um it really just is kind of about this this higher level of consciousness shit that I've been on where like we are going into higher dimensions and by dimensions I mean levels of consciousness that are available to us not to be mistaken with timelines. I think people use dimensions and timelines interchangeably, and I'm not saying that I'm using it correctly and they're using it wrong. I think these are concepts that we don't have like definitive rules for what is what. But before we were living in this like 3D reality and it was the physical reality and you you know, you experienced everything through your physical senses and then like 4D came on what I would call 4d, which is the ether or the astral plane. I know some people call it time. I don't 4d was this kind of passive ability to hear and experience each other, but it wasn't like a primary sense. And so when I would point it out to people that around 2012, we all gained the ability to hear when one another is lying and kind of feel the subtext and start to pick up on people's energy a little bit. And it manifested as a lot of social anxiety for a lot of people because we started to tap into each other at a higher level 
and we didn't know that we were doing it. There was no, it was the end of the Mayan calendar, which everyone was like, nothing happened, but like something huge happened, but nobody knew. Um, and then, so we lived in that for a while. We've lived in that for a long time and it's really kind of assimilated into our culture in a way that when I point it out, like, look how connected we are, look how connected our consciousness is becoming already. And right now I believe we are downloading this 5d level of consciousness. I don't think we've installed it. I think people are starting to install it. What do you mean right now? When? This summer, this summer. Yeah. 5d is here. 5d is here. 5d Okay, so I talked to the aliens in February when you were on Molly, when you were recording the Molly Mormon hours. Mm-hmm. I Coming was, soon to a Patreon near you. It's just, uh, you know, after the awakening, which was already like three hours by itself, uh, Jessa left and I just kept talking and I just kept talking and I just kept talking <laughs> and I just kept talking. There's out. There's out. I like I called my dad uh, <laughs> and then and kept recording while talking to my dad. <laughs> um, I did a lot, but I'm editing it all together for a Molly Mormon special thing on on Patreon. But uh, Jessa was also talking that whole time, but in the different room and to aliens, to aliens. What is weird is that I wrote down everything that they said and then uh, I couldn't read it. I had pages and pages and pages and I had a vague recollection. What do you mean? Like my handwriting was so sloppy from writing in the dark that I couldn't, it was illegible. And so there were only tiny chunks of it that I could read in the following months. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's very believable. Yeah. But now I can. Because you were riding it in a strobe light (laughs) while on Molly. (laughs) But now I can read the whole thing. Okay. So I feel like they were messages for this summer and I wasn't supposed to be. I had like a vague recollection of I think they said something about aging. And I think they said something about like what 5D feels like. And and, but I would go back. They told you to get a new wardrobe. They told me to get a new wardrobe that I would be playing a new character. And I am. Actually, today is the first day that you're dressed like old Jessa, uh, <laughs> but like you've been in a whole different uh, wardrobe of clothes. When I yeah, picked my you up hair from the changed. airport, yeah, your hair is different. Mm, excuse me. Yeah, there's like a, a far more feminine version of Jessa as a result of all these changes. Very cool. Um, I have several questions for you, but first, I want to say the text that I just got that says. Wake her up. Tell her she's special. So uh, it's a text about the virgin suicides, but it just uh, was came right when you started talking about waking up. And uh, I thought it was uh, as 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 they say in the biz, a synchronicity it was fun. Thought you'd enjoy. Anywho. Me too. What, when did 3D start? If 4D started in 2012, when did 3D start? All right, folks. And what was before 3D? Do we not? What was? It's time for the one disclaimer I'm going to do for the rest of the episode, which is we're going to get alien school in here. I'm not saying that this is fact. I'm not evangelizing this. It's either something fun to think about. If it resonates, take it. If it doesn't, I'm crazy. Who gives a shit? I don't want to argue about it. I'm not trying to offend anyone. This is the disclaimer for the entire episode. I don't want to do a disclaimer at the beginning of every sentence because it's clunky. I'm going to state things as if they are facts. I know they are not facts. Thank you. All right. Um, 
according to the aliens, we have been in the 3D fear-based, dichotomy-based reality that's a game for, I don't know, since Jesus, whatever that was. And that also like lines up with the procession of the ages, I believe. Okay, but like before Jesus, was there not? It wasn't fear based. It was a, lot a different of... game that I know nothing about. There are people who do channelings and stuff about that. It's not in my wheelhouse. That would oh. have been the age of Aries, because the procession of the ages goes backwards for some reason. Is Aries about war? There's, Maybe. I mean, he was just a guy. I don't know what the zodiac stuff is. I like the Old Testament is a lot about killing people and killing people and killing people. So I didn't know. I'm pretty sure it started with Jesus. There's so like I get stuff from the aliens and then something will come across, you know, someone will be like, have you ever heard of this book? This sounds like something you say. And I flip through it and I'm like, it confirms a couple things, but I never dive deep into anything that, so most of the shit I say is information that I get from the aliens and then tiny pieces of information that I pick up. I'll try to specify what is what I'm not an Akashic record holder, so I'm not here to uh, provide you with data gathered from other sources. But there are people who are really yeah. Good at I that. mean, obviously, go search out search out an Akashic record holder for these <laughs> kinds of questions. <laughs> Silly us for, for I mean, what a faux pas! I can't believe. <laughs> no, no, no! I don't. She's, mean to say she's clearly not an Akashic records holder. I mean, she is of. a. Uh, oracle you're an oracle okay i'm really mad that that fucking gross psychic on this week in sex called herself an oracle because i was like well now i feel weird she did not she called herself uh, a a a cross a crossword healer (laughs) she told me when you're an oracle like me and i was like i just got up (laughs) Uh, i don't want to be an oracle like you okay we'll go full alien school fuck it so so anyway back so Whatever, we don't know what happened before Jesus, but we've been in 3D since Jesus. My question about the new download is this. How come it took 2,000 years to get to 4D, but only six, six, seven years to get to 5D? We were experiencing everything that had to, there was to experience in the age of Pisces. And then now we're going into the age of Aquarius. There have been, to the best of my understanding, a couple false starts to the age of Aquarius. But it, it, it requires so many people to wake up at the same time. At one point, at 2000, when I woke up, it kind of seemed like it was supposed to happen soon. And that, like, I don't know. I thought 2012 was supposed to be the, you know, we're all the way to, I think it's 12D, which is when we're omnipresent, one consciousness again completely. Oh, and you just thought that the uh, on December 22nd, we were just going to wake up in 12D? We were like, boom. No, I think like as we become more and more one consciousness, time ceases to exist. But it's this very like like seamless mashup of of things. And 12, um, it would have been 1222, 12. 1221. Sorry, 12. well, I, that's when the world ended was the 21st. So I thought yeah, the it wasn't supposed to like end. I don't really know. I used to think that it was a mistake that 9-11 fucked everything up. And now I'm like, oh, maybe 9-11 was. Um, now that I watch like Trump and stuff is very obvious to me that it's like the dream is becoming so absurd that it wakes people up. You ever had a dream get so insane that that's you're a like, great this way, is a dream. Yeah, that's a great way to describe Donald Trump. I Like not even not even in the alien school way that you just meant. Like even if uh, like but I'm not I'm not being very clear. 
you're selling me on the alien school stuff with that because yeah. I think people are talking about government differently. They're talking they're they're everybody is realizing like that this is just a fucking joke. Right. That it's so weird. I've had multiple people, multiple friends, conversations, texts where one of us says to the other, is this real life? Yes. Okay. Yes. I yes, can't yes. believe this is real. I can't believe that he's our president. I can't believe. And what if the answer is like, he's not, he's not, he's not, it's not, it's not, real. not real. It's not wake real. up. It's, it's, it's the literal. You're awakening. special. So here's where the, the alien school stuff. Isn't that crazy? I I'd love to get to that spot. I say a lot of stuff. I'm going to, Cliff notes the the stuff we've covered before. A lot of the stuff that the aliens said to me in 2000 came true. And when it came true, it just wasn't that wacky. But when they said it to me, because I didn't have the context of the uh, events that followed, it seemed crazy. Male and female will cease to exist. And I'm like, well, are people's dicks going to fall off? And then we get here and I'm like, oh, oh, because masculine and feminine, male and female is a construct. They called it parameter. A construct that keeps us from tapping into our full power because you have to be a balance of masculine and feminine energy as long as we believe that male and female are a separate thing, which they are not, then we can't fully tap into our power, which means we can't connect our dots, which means we can't wake up to what we actually are. And so all of these things are now happening that wakes us up, that realizes we are connected. Um... I think that the procession of the ages and experience in general is that we are one big consciousness and then we split up into a bunch of tiny consciousness and then we smash back together into one consciousness and then we split up into a bunch of other consciousness and like it's we just are in this ebb and flow for infinity that it's just all these it's just all these tiny dreams smashing back into one dream and so as we are waking up to higher consciousness it's just us reconnecting as one collective consciousness and that's where the ability to hear other people's thoughts are is because you're me you and I have the same consciousness the separation between us is an illusion it's an illusion that we created to have these experiences and as everyone comes back into one consciousness and has the ability to see truth and hear truth they start to slowly wake up to the fact that the government is not actually an authority they are not actually our boss. They are only held in the positions that they are held in by our belief that that is a position. And as everyone slowly starts to wake up, they realize that these people are tapeworms. These are parasites. These are parasites whose power is created by our belief in their power. And when you have a million or more people awake to that, it just crumbles. It just crumbles. The fall of the government will take 30 days. That is my prediction. From the second that the, the, the final click on the roller coaster, which is rapidly approaching, the government will fall in 30 days. We will not need to legislate our way up. They will not. And this is the stuff they're doing seems so obvious to me that they're trying to keep us freaked out. Like they're trying to come up with more absurd things. It's like an assertion of power to get us freaked out, to make us feel hopeless, to make us feel like it's the end because it is almost the end for them. Because as soon as everyone wakes up, 5D is about experiencing reality through the energy exchange. All right, hold on. Just before we go into that, 
All that stuff makes sense to me. All that stuff resonates. All the stuff sounds true. And yet I go, ah, isn't it's, doesn't that just, am I just, shouldn't I be more worried? Sometimes I'm like, this is a joke. I can't believe it. Uh, like I agree. They're trying to drum up controversy. They're trying to stir people's fears. They're trying to get people to turn against each other so that we fight. But then I'm like, I see something that's comparing us to 1930s Germany and it freaks me the fuck out. And I go, okay, maybe I need to be a lot more proactive. Maybe I do need to worry a lot about what the, these, these chants that these people are screaming, like it's free. It's so surreal what to watch the center back chant and, uh, to, to see the video of just, uh, just, <laughs> Empty eyed men standing behind a chain link fence and the camera panning to Mike Pence with just this kind of like stern, proud look on his face. Like, oh, all is right here. The ship is well. And he's like taking a tour and all these cameras are just on these people who are just trapped behind a fence. And there's just now like it's it's so it's so weird. And I and I really, really hate it. And I'm like, we should. We should, if we had any, if we had any moral backbone, we would, we would be storming ICE detention centers right now. Like, but we don't. We all have our own jobs to go to, and we all have our own things to worry about. So we just get back to it and go. Oh, that sucks. But like, everybody knows that it's wrong. Everyone knows that it's I'm, wrong, and we're look, doing I'm, nothing. I'm down as fuck to storm it. Understand, we're all getting killed if we do it. But I'm, I'm down for like, how many people can we get there to go storm it, and. I hate having this conversation with people because it sounds like I'm saying don't give a shit about the injustices. But what I'm trying to say is the way that we give a shit matters. If we are complaining about, I hate this conversation. I never want it to turn into this conversation. This is a really difficult, I always have, it's a difficult thing to articulate. So it's a pendulum, right? It's a pendulum that swings. Mm -hmm. Every energetic creation is a pendulum that swings back and forth. The people who are pro the pendulum push it one way and the people who fight the pendulum push it the other way. It makes it more powerful in the flow of energy that makes it more powerful. We fight Donald Trump. He becomes more powerful. A revelation that I had is that I don't let the pendulum of my popularity swing. I don't want people to call me crazy. I don't want people to talk shit about me. So I'm constantly making sure that that pendulum only swings one way and therefore it doesn't swing. It gets a little bit of momentum and then it goes back to center because I am making sure that nobody's pushing it the other way. And recently it was like Amy Schumer is not, I'm not saying I want to be super famous, but Amy Schumer, you would think by the things you see on the internet, no one likes this person because she has that pendulum swing in both directions. She's making a fuck ton of money and is extremely popular because she is okay with being called a fat pig and, and, and what seems like universally hated on the other side because that pendulum is swinging. We are swinging the Donald Trump pendulum. We are making Donald Trump into a gigantic piece of our reality that will almost guarantee his reelection. And it affects the way that the, the, the Democrats can't get their shit together because we are giving him so much power and so much energy. We are helping to create this. And if you don't believe that we create our reality, then, then I sound like a piece of shit. But 
there is a way to take that power away from people and not let that pendulum swing. There is a way to use power and energy to right the wrongs of the world, but fuming about it on Twitter isn't the thing. It isn't the thing that does it. It does, however, raise awareness. It does. It, uh, there are like there is value to all of this stuff. So I'm not criticizing any of that. But when we are at home, like wallowing in guilt and fear and just talking about how the world's going to end in, in, in 10 years and how, how powerful the government is and the government's doing all of this, like that's the opposite of how the government falls. The government falls when everyone wakes up one day and is like, well, wait a second, because aliens like from alien school stuff, they aren't gods. Like we're gods. They aren't gods. The elite are, uh, some call them reptilians, but I, the reptilian <laughs> conspiracy is so wild that it's, they are parasites. They are not people who can create their own reality. They're not people. They're a different kind of being and their reality is powered by our belief. And when we complain about how the 10% has at 1% has everything and the elites, everything always works out for them and old money and the government's power. And they're going to take this from us. We create that for them. What they do is give us things to complain about. And as people are starting to wake up to that, I'm watching them just get more absurd. So it's like when a narcissist picks a fight with you where the fight is so ridiculous it's not about winning the fight. It's about taking your energy. And as you start to wake up to the fact that this narcissist is feeding off of you, you start to disengage from fights and they have to find more and more ridiculous things to do to keep you giving them energy. These people are taking our energy to create a world for themselves. And what will happen when everyone has installed this 5D update, everyone will see everything as the energy exchange that it is. And when you see things at the, as the energy exchange that it is, you watch the energy and it doesn't matter what's physically happening in front of you. Have you noticed that real life things are starting to look like a movie set? Like some of these for a long time, what? right? What? Look at how. Give an example. I mean, I like remember I the one time the we Like I watch the news were... and I'm like, this feels like this is made in a, like that this is fabric. I thought you were like, talking about walking around outside and you being like, this street looks like a movie set or something. You mean the, just stuff that are happening sounds like stuff that was written for a movie? Yeah. When you're like, is this real? Yeah. Is this yeah, real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not right. just because it's you, absurd. When you, said, when you said set, I thought yeah. you were talking about the night that we were on mushrooms oh, in Portland no. and it all felt fake. <laughs> and I was like, uh, are you on, are you on mushrooms all the time now, Jess? Come on. But uh, yeah, there's stuff that's happening that's ridiculous and outrageous. Right. And it is, um, I don't know. This is a, like the le my least favorite thing to talk about on this subject because it'll just Bagel fall. Boss Guy signed a boxing contract to fight other celebrities and stuff like that where you're like, yeah. oh, this, this seems like uh, a movie about the downfall of a civilization. Yeah. This is bad. So things that the, the alien said in 2000 that I didn't understand that in the last like month have cleared up for me. They said that when we are ending the 3D fear-based reality full of dichotomies and then we start climbing to the new world, 
where we all remember who we are. We create a world that we want. Capitalism will be over. Nobody will age or die. There will be no disease. Um, X generation would live to be 150. And then everyone after that would not have to die if they don't want to. But like your bodies wouldn't decay. They wouldn't age. Um, All of that seemed crazy. And now science is like not far from that. We... Did they tell you that was all that was going to happen in 5D? So this the 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 levels of it I was not made aware of originally. This okay. is stuff that like later came on. So when I originally was being trained by the aliens, it was like age, age of Pisces, age of Aquarius. Like this is we're working on this transition. We have to okay. turn the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. There's no jump cut. In reality, it has to be seamless. So you have to take the age of Pisces and evolve it into the age of Aquarius. So that's all they talked to you about. Right. Probably, well, yeah. yeah. And then as things pers- went on, because I never, well, there were a few years where I fell asleep after I first got clean because I had to learn how to function in the real world. But I still talk to them. I've talked to them. I talked to them a lot in 2011. There were a lot of people waking up in 2011. Then the 2012 thing came and then it was just pretty chill for a while. And then it ramped back up a couple years ago. And I became aware of, I guess in 2012 is when I started hearing about like 4D. And for a while I thought like 4D was, you know, they would just talk about levels like this is a time to level up. And then like as time has gone on and as technology has really caught up to this process, there's a lot of metaphors for this stuff. So now I'm like, oh, these are downloads. And then we install the downloads. And a lot of people talk about getting a download and how that happens is like really euphoric when you first get the download and then you get very tired and then and then you have to install the download which usually comes via thinking that the download wasn't real because you were really happy for a minute and then now now you have to actually install it it has to change all your apps your ego revelation would be a great example of how a download works um so then 5d They started talking about 5D in like 2017. After 5D, I think it goes really fast. 5D is the big, which is interesting because five in tarot and numerology and stuff is really the number of pivot. It's really kind of that last click. Makes sense with the other question I had about like why was 4D so short. So do you think we'll go to 6D even sooner than we went from four to five? Yes. Hmm. Other things that they said that have been cool to think about was that we, the, the crew that was responsible for bringing in this wave of the new world was split up into different categories. One was just the record holders, the people who just gather shit tons of information and put it all together. I just, um, yeah, the Akashic, uh, record holders. I just did, uh, episode of Soberish with uh, Ramin Nazer, Nazer, my fucking so Nazer. terrible Nazer. and he's just one of these people that has read every book, knows every resource, just super fun to talk to because everything I talk about, he has like a fact to back it up. You know, he has like real mm-hmm. world shit that someone else has said, and so those are really fun. Then we have the whatever group I'm in that I can't remember what we were called, but it was like the oracles and the healers because like our bodies will work different and we will have different medicine, a different way of healing our bodies. And then you have um, image setters and arsenal. Image setters create the new world 
and the arsenal tears down the old world. And it's really interesting to think about what I thought the arsenal would look like. I imagine them being like badass dudes, you know, with like, uh, like back then I was waking up tweakers. So it was like the bank robbers I assumed would probably be the arsenals or whatever, <laughs> you know? And the arsenals are like the SJW, like the real hardcore keyboard warriors. Yeah. And this is why I don't like talk shit about this because they're like an energetic force, but I have, marveled at how cannibalistic they can be to each other where it's like you guys are on the same team why are you eating each other alive and that's because they're just like energetic pac-man here to destroy the old world anywhere they sense it doesn't matter if it's their friend if they sense like some old world shit which we all have they just eat it and so that's their job like that's their energetic drive and they're just driven to do that but let's talk about how these people in two years redefined gender uh rape culture uh like destroyed all patriarchy all these old world systems just destroyed destroyed in the collective consciousness that is going you know what i mean there is a shit ton of 3d people still in 3d that are becoming less and less relevant right right yeah but so that's interesting to think about that. And then now the image setters really this a lot of people that have called for readings recently have been image setters, which is what made me think like, who was the arsenal? Because the image setters are the next wave where we create this new world, the new world after they've destroyed every after the arsenals destroyed everything. Yeah. And the arsenal is we'll wrapping in. that up. They are wrapping that up. And a lot of people are yeah, like, no, there's still a bunch of fucked up people. And that's where it gets weird. Right. Between five and six, we split. All right, well, hold on. Wait a second. Can you tell us first what are the the details of the download of 5D? Like what are okay. the, what's what what did everyone just get downloaded into their new into their system? So when they gave me the details in February, they were like you're not going to be able to understand this, but here's what it is and you'll understand it when it happens. They said that 5D is unconditional love and that the reason that so many people were in these kind of twin flame dynamics and all of these other like we're all working on different projects while some people are tearing down the patriarchy. Some of us are balancing masculine and feminine. Some of us are doing this when you're dealing with your own mental health, you're bringing that back to the collective consciousness. You're healing those pieces of yourself. You're healing all of us. And they said that the reason that we had to work through attachment stuff, codependency, like conditional love, these kind of things is because unconditional love is if 4D is the ether, 5D is unconditional love. And then, of course, I have in my head my own preconceived notion of what unconditional love is. And they were like, it's got nothing to do with what you think love is. It is not romantic love. Unconditional, true unconditional love is the nature of what we are energetically. And they described it as when I talk about standing in the blue ball of light and I was myself, but I was a part of the blue ball of light, but I still existed as an individual, but without any separation, they said that is what life with each other on earth will be. And they said, when it's finally done, I will be able to access, it's like we're all on one network and I would be able to tap in and access a talent of yours and use it myself. Like that's, that's how deep the connection is. And right now it feels like we're a year away from starting to see that level of it. What it is right now as people are starting to install it is if you go 
to the mall and just sit and watch people at the mall and look at a couple that you don't know and see if you can tell that couple's entire dynamic, their entire life story. Okay. Don't think about it too hard. It's one of these things where you're trying to pay attention to this extra sense and not, you know, not overanalyze it. But if you really start to pay attention, we're all tuning into this flow of energy thing where we are experiencing each other in, in a way that isn't through the physical senses. It's through this energy exchange and people ways that it is manifesting right now. A lot of endings, a lot of people wrapping up old relationships, a lot of people tuning into narcissists, passive aggressive people, any kind of energy vampire. Cause what happened after the 2012 thing, we all started to become more connected and energy vampires. There's like a huge increase in narcissism also because people started to feed off of now we have more access to each other. They started to feed off of people more. Something I didn't get to interject earlier about 2012. And like we said, uh, everybody got this ether power, but that it, you know, it didn't really manifest the same way we've, I don't You talked about like everybody just got social anxiety. It, there it, was an and, increase in it. Not everybody got it, but well, like, well, st- I mean, I know I'm being, I know I'm exaggerating, but I think that like there, we raise awareness about stuff. And like maybe everybody had social anxiety all the time and now it's just like we're comfortable to talk about it and then it kind of became cool to talk about it and it kind of got memed or whatever. But think about how many people that you heard talk about the word social anxiety in in like before 2010 and think about how many people talk about it now. Every person I know talks about social anxiety and we just use all the time. Sorry, I got a little socially anxious or what? Like there's memes everywhere. There's jokes about it everywhere about being depressed, about being anxious. We talk about anxiety. We talk about like specifically anxiety around other people. There just seems to be more people talking about being introverted versus being extroverted, all this stuff. There's more focus on people's energy, which does, I think then is like a fun, that is a fun explanation. Be like, Oh, maybe we did get oh, uh, an ether download and we all got connected to each other and we just got nervous. We're like, what yeah. is this? I don't like being around people anymore. Yeah. Because when nobody tells you that you like that, this is happening because it all sounds so fucking woo. Like when it's presented as 5D, 3D energy flow, you know, a lot of the people talking about it are way new agey. It's just not that. My other prediction is that mysticism and science will marry each other sometime in the next couple of years, probably way less than that, where all of a sudden there's just one piece of information clicks over and then we are like, oh, they were the same thing the entire time. And it's just not that woo. The the raising of consciousness, the raising of consciousness, uh, conscious awareness of who we are, that's all part of where we all became aware of anxiety and depression and stuff because we were asleep before. We didn't know what was happening. We were just kind of like in the dream, sub, uh, subjugated to the, the, the whims of the dream. And now we are lucid dreaming. We're waking up and realizing, oh, this is this. This is what makes me tick. Um... When I had social anxiety in 2005, and this could have just been my perception because I had it so severe, everyone else was fine socializing with each other. Everyone was great at it. And then I thought, because I was someone who had severe social anxiety, I thought, 
you know, oh, cool. Now it's the hip thing and everyone's talking like they have it, you know. But then I watch people now, a lot of people have it. I watch them not be able to be in certain spaces. It is more difficult to be in public. It is more difficult to be around a lot of people. And when you look at it from the context of you're hearing that person. So when you're talking to someone, you're small talking to someone, y'all are picking up on what you're actually thinking about each other and you just don't know it. And so it's manifesting as all this like overthinking and nerves and, and stuff because it's like you're connected, but you're not having an authentic connected conversation because you're worried about what you're supposed to be saying and stuff. And so it feels awful. It feels off-putting. You don't want to be here. You don't want to do it. If you put me into a situation where we're going to have an authentic conversation that matches the connection we're having right now in the ether, I'm fine. I shine in those situations. Yeah. But if it's if it's bullshit small talk, it it, it feels like it, it's a glove that doesn't fit. It feels like we're on two different frequencies and I don't like it. Yeah. I'm tapping into you and then we're lying. Everything we're saying is a lie because it's fake. Okay. I, I agree with that. So 4D, we got the ether. 5D, we're getting unconditional love. We're going to be super connected to each other and uh, be able to take each other's talents and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you're saying real quick, we should switch to six. We're going to switch to 6D. And the twist is not everybody's coming. There is a, so I have limited information on this and then, you know, it'll probably be like the gender thing where when it comes out, it's different. So here are my theories. There is a split of dimensions that happens to where people, there are a ton of people on the planet that are not waking up. It's not a tragedy that they're not waking up. They're not bad. They're not less than. There are people waking up that are blowing my mind right now. There are boomers that are waking up overnight. It's crazy. Both your parents. I didn't think, yeah, both my parents are going to. I didn't think that uh, the boomers were coming, to be honest. I thought for sure we were leaving them behind. But, yeah, but I would still like to have casserole every now and then. So I hope but, that... <laughs> Hope that some of our moms make it. But when we think about, like, people point out when I'm like, damn, there's a massive awakening happening right now. And then everyone wants to talk about these, the the idiots holding the torches and whatever. It's like the, the people that choose to st stay in the 3D karmic reality, the yin and yang, the conflict, there's nothing wrong with that. They're playing a game. They like that game. They're going to stay in that game. There will be a split. There's already a split happening to where if you really pay attention to your connections in the last few years, you are, you might still think you resonate with a certain group of people, but if you really pay attention to what you have gravitated towards, you are kind of finding people that are cut from the same energetic cloth and it's becoming increasingly more difficult to connect to or even perceive people from your old reality. And now with 5D coming on board, almost immediately with 5D coming on board, people are hyper aware of energy vampires and narcissists and these, this brand of people. And people are realizing like, oh, that's my mom, but she needs to go. Yeah. I cannot feed this person anymore. Real, like noticing, really tuning into people feeding off of you. And that is a real feeding off of people's energy to fuel yourself is a real 3D thing. And in 5D, we're too open. And this is why we have to work through trust issues, codependency, stuff like this, because we have to learn how to be connected without like I've codependent right so I need to work through this because as everyone becomes more accessible and I can hear them more and feel them more it makes me want to cling when it comes to you 
but with other people, I'm hypersensitive to their needs and their their desires, and I feel overwhelmed. I feel flooded with needing to solve everyone else's problems. Like I'm becoming very aware of this. Um, if you have trust issues which is another thing that I have, it becomes very difficult to be open enough to give each other access, right? So that's why we're working through this stuff. This is why we're working through attachment. This is why we're working through all these things. So as we hack these things, the download assimilates more and more and more. And then there is a split, which my understanding is, based on what I was told in February, is that we take Earth, and I've known this for a long time. This is another thing that people want to fight with me about earth is evolving like we're evolving and we're going to be fine we're going to adapt to an earth be kind to the earth do good things to the earth the people who are damaging the earth are not going to be here much longer and we will live on earth who has healed herself and will be different it will be different. The climate is changing. She's turning into something else. We are turning into something else and whatever that is. And this seems super fucking woo and crazy right now. And in five years, it'll be like, oh shit, here's that one tiny piece of information that makes this all make sense. Just like if I described what you could do with a cell phone in 85, it would have sounded like sorcery. If I described you what life with cell phones was like without you having the context of the cell phone, it would sound like I was crazy. I would sound like Nostradamus. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I don't know all the pieces to this puzzle, but the people, the, the beings that told me all this other shit that came true said that there will be a split. And the people, I have theories. I think it's natural disasters, how it's going to happen. But the people who go to the 3D will live in something that's not Earth, but they'll think it's Earth, and they'll think we all died. And we'll basically know where we, they went because I think by the time it happens, we're going to know it's coming. Where do you think they'll go? There's just another, like Earth, just another plane. But like, so they'd still just, be on a plane. It's like Earth, it's, but it's a, a timeline split where there's an Earth that they live on, and um, there's stuff that I don't really get, like that that Anything Earth is, is a being, like Earth is like she's one of us. She's uh, like she's she's a part of that collect, that ball of consciousness, but she's playing the planet, and we're playing the beings on the planet. But that she's us. Huh. My mind doesn't really wrap around that. I like know it but don't yeah so it's gonna be like leftover split yes mm. i wish more people watch that show but it's just it's a split that we will know and then they're gone but before they even go we begin creating the new world here so there will be in the next year or two a a lot of people feeling moved to kind of unplug from the matrix I know I have this job where I make $200,000 a year, but I really feel like I'm supposed to leave this job where I'm a, um, a psychiatrist and go start doing psychedelic therapy with people. But it will be like, you'll end up making a shit ton of money for as long as money exists. The energy will support you following your dreams. There's no like nobility in being poor, you know? Uh, money's fake. That was one thing I asked the aliens in that whole conversation that they got extremely frustrated with. Not extremely frustrated. About money? Exasperated with. Yeah, they were just like, money's not real. There's no timeline in which money exists. It's the fakest part of this reality. Put your hand out and have it. Write a story about where you get it and then have it. It doesn't fucking matter. Your belief in the fact that it matters is why it matters. 
which is like, um, I know that it's hard to know that it's hard to know that when you're in a place of desperation, you know, when you're, when, yeah, you're when you in need it. to eat, when you need to pay your rent. It's hard to just put your hand up. When I, right before I realized like, oh, I should just do readings. What an idiot. Um, I couldn't, you know, I had to file bankruptcy. I was, uh, felt like I was staring down the barrel of having to move to Delaware. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, felt like I was staring down the barrel of having to move to Delaware and felt like I couldn't manifest my way out of it because I was too freaked out by the, you know, I was in the moment. And so then I wrote a, I was just like, I'll just go sell cars. And by just writing a story about where the money will come from, I relaxed enough that I was able to see what was right in front of my face, which is like, I should just take this path. Speaking of readings, can I go back to a question I wanted to ask way at the beginning? Yeah. And maybe I was, I kept saying that I was going to wait until we were all the way done with the, the dimensional stuff yet. So are we, uh, yeah. now we've caught up to the split and everything. So, yep. uh, what is it like to tap into someone's energy? So there's just something that you said in the very beginning about well, you know doing tarot and tapping into someone's energy. And I was like, you know, I just read for myself and I didn't read for you, but like, when you are doing a reading for somebody, what do you mean when you say you tap into it? What is it like? What's the process? How does one do that? Etc. I think it's about flexing the muscle that is where you're talking to someone and you can feel the, the subtext of the conversation. I spend a lot of time like focusing on what that is, like what where that place is, what that sensation is, trusting the the feelings of that. Now with 5D, it's a lot easier because I'm just following the flow of energy. You know, when you're talking to someone and you're telling them a story and you can tell that they're not interested in the story, they're not just like straight up picking up their cell phone, but you can just tell that the story isn't, they're not into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is it. That's the place. That is the the place where you are connecting and, um, it's kind of just a decision that I'm going to tap into this. And then you're listening to them. You're listening to, I, for some reason, the way it, it registers in my head. Now I've been doing this for a long time when I like, I, I hate to say wake people up, but like when I connect dots for them for their awakening, which is something I've been doing for 20 years now. Um, it feels like connect Four, where I'm, I drop something in and I can tell what falls straight through and what sticks and then I can just kind of intuitively move from there. I'm like, okay, this is what sticks. So then we'll go from here is how like for a long time I, I worked that muscle. I learned how to listen to what people are saying, what they're not saying and feel them. And so with tarot, you know, in the beginning it was like I was nervous. And, you know, so the first few readings I was like really married to the cards and the definitions and stuff like they weren't that. But then at, by the end of the reading, I would be flowing in the energy with the person. Um, it is, it's hard. It's, exa it's exhausting in a way that I can't even describe. And I didn't figure out a way to make the calendar split the readings up with a break in between. So there was one day where I did five, I think, five or six that were back to back to back to back to back to back to back. To back. And I almost vomited after one. 
Really? Yeah, because it's too much. Like, I need to go reset, kind of, and, like, center back into myself. And I just, like, felt like I was, like, jumping from person to person to person. And then there was one that was just wild. It was just, like, kind of a... They were fine, but it was, like, a wild energy. And it was too much. Like, the room was spinning. And so there's, like, things that... That's very interesting. That make a lot of sense to me, like, the need to have crystals and stuff. Like, woo stuff that I don't usually get into. I understand crystals. I don't think they're that fucking crazy, but I suddenly was like, oh, I have to have crystals around for this shit. I need to be wearing crystals. I need to have access to crystals to kind of, they like, you can put things into them. You can put energy into them. So I can like talk to somebody and then feel like I'm wearing a suit of their energy and then I can hold on to this crystal and it can go into that crystal, which just sounds crazy. But at this point I'm like, uh, I'm glad that I'm documenting all the stuff that sounds crazy because in a few years everyone's going to be like, where's the crystal that I store energy in? <laughs> uh, uh, who has the the best joke about the crystals that he kept in his pocket? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Someone from Big Sky. Oh, fuck. It's going to kill me. But yeah, he had, he had he t- that he would. Um, I can see his face, but I can't think his name. But he had the crystals in his pocket and uh, he had sex with a girl because he was had his self-confidence crystal in right. his pocket. <laughs> and like then it came out of his uh, his pants pocket onto her floor. And like the next morning, she was just like, what is this rock? <laughs> and, and he was just he was just like, I, I don't know. And then she threw it in the trash and uh, he didn't go. He didn't speak up for himself or take it because he didn't have his self-confidence <laughs> crystal in his hand. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but yeah, it's maybe everyone will have their own crystals. I think that whatever, um, so this is what the aliens told me in 2000 about when we were the Egyptian gods. They said that that onk thing or whatever, that we could, we would. I don't, a what thing? A-N-K-H. Okay. I think it's onk. But you touched your chest. Is it in your chest? Yeah, they would put it, it was like, it looks like a cross, but the top is a loop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said that that was kind of an external hard drive. And so they would mummify the dead, but the dead weren't dead. They were still alive. Their consciousness was still inside of them. And they would mummify them so that then they could extract the consciousness from the body and move it to somewhere else. And that that's what that was. That onk thing was an external hard drive. So I don't know anything about Egyptian histories. I don't. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was very interesting that J- Joseph Smith then built a religion off of a funeral. Uh, he didn't build a religion off of the funeral papyrus. He, that came much later. But uh, what's what's interesting? Just that 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 he was interested in the Egyptian stuff, or yeah, just that like. Um, I don't know. I don't know that much about what he said that that said, but that my understanding was that what we, from what the aliens said, like what they were doing with the dead doesn't line up. You're saying, so I've I've gone on and been like, all right, so Joseph Smith, he writes, he translates the the book of Abraham off of this papyrus, right? I I don't think I messed it up, but maybe I did. But you guys know what I'm talking about. I've talked about it before on the podcast. And he, he he bought some mummies off of a traveling salesman. And then he finds this thing and he's, and he translates it. And he's like, this, this picture right here, well, this this is Abraham. This is Abraham when he was a kid. 
He's his wicked, idolatrous father is going to sacrifice him. But then the Lord comes and saves him. And uh, then he writes all this other stuff. He writes, you know, this creation thing. All, he writes all this, all this junk. And but the thing that we can prove is like that uh, this app, this this papyrus absolutely didn't say any of this shit. Like these pictures, these pictures are just funeral pictures. Any any mummy would have these would have these pictures. He's making some sing with the Kinderhook plates. He he translated the Kinderhook plates. But now that people are like you know can actually translate them. He's not even close. There's nothing. He's wrong. He's just plain wrong. He didn't get anything right. But are you saying that what he's what he will like say, take those plates, for example, that like he wasn't translating what was written on the plates, but the external hard drive that had been uploaded onto those, like this, the, the consciousness that had been uploaded onto the plates. No, no, no. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What are you I'm saying? I'm saying that, uh, what, this is also an I I hate arguing with science. So this is just um don't do it then. That we don't fully understand that there's a possibility that okay. <laughs> we mummified when we were the Egyptian gods, we would rather than die and reincarnate, we would download Isn't there a, a, a show out called like Carbon something where you just take your consciousness, put it on an external hard drive and switch bodies? Altered carbon? Yeah. It was some kind of scenario like that to where they were controlling the, the transfer of consciousness from body to body and that the mummification process had something to do with that. That there was a, uh, the way that they preserved the bodies and everything else was a way to keep the consciousness in the body so that they could extract it and then have that consciousness in that onk thing so that they could switch bodies. That it was something to do with that. I don't know what the Joseph Smith funeral papyri fucking thing said because you always just say it's bullshit but i always thought in the back of my head that's funny i wonder if there is any kind of things that line up where he he like i don't think we understand i, what the I don't remember thing. him writing anything about switching consciousness okay. into into bodies he okay. writes a, a creation story and some like you know this vision that abraham had and stuff like that so did he think that abraham was uh this is so funny. What yeah. Did, okay. So no, those aren't those those two things aren't connected. That's okay. just something I never looked into it. But um, I got a little excited for a second. That like, would have oh. been awesome. Because <laughs> he did he did have a couple things that seem pretty similar to what it might actually be, but that ain't one of them. So um, one other thing with like five D and us like stepping into this place where we experience life more as an energy exchange. One thing that I, one way that I have described this is, if two of the best actors in the world were out on the street right now, staging a mugging, when you have fully installed the the um, update, you would watch two actors perfect, impeccably stage this mugging, and you would know that this mugging wasn't real. Because you would see the energy exchange. And the energy exchange between two actors, no matter how good of an actor you are, the energy exchange is going to be different than the energy exchange of someone who is actually in danger, who is actually having something taken from them. Are you just talking about Jesse Smollett? <laughs> <laughs> did he uh, Did he try, you're too late, should he have come out a little earlier and he might have fooled yeah, some more no people? Yeah, no shit. I was, uh, I'm trying to think of the most neutral, non-triggering example possible. But I think, fuck. okay, 
But that's all right. All right. So because you would even if even if all the external things were correct and it looked and sounds uh, like a mugging, it wouldn't feel like one because the energy exchange wouldn't be the same. Right. Well, then they're not good actors. Well, I'll just say that. If you're really acting, you should be exchanging some energy, I feel. I, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. This goes back to what you were saying about Donald Trump. That, like, you know, right now he's trying to make everybody afraid. And, like, the government is trying to impose their power and whatever. But that you're saying when, when it falls in 30 days, it will be because everybody sees through everybody sees exactly what it, it's like all of a sudden everyone looks at it and goes this is a this is not real this is just a complete made up this is the same thing as waking up to a narcissist when you wake up and realize that a narcissist is just trying to steal your energy and that none of the things they say or do are based in anything they're not saying they're not picking this fight with you because they actually care about the thing they're fighting with you they just want you to freak out they need you to freak out because it gives them energy and when you start to tap into the fact that like, oh, I am squirting energy at this person when they trigger me, you just stop letting them trigger you. And after a while, all of their attempts become so obvious. And what the government wants doesn't have shit to do with locking people in cages, doesn't have shit to do with abortion. It has to do with you have to be angry to feed their machine. Otherwise, we realize that they aren't real. It's not real. They are parasites. You are feeding them energy. And that's it. And if we just went like, what the fuck? Boom, it's over. It's done. It's our world. Get the fuck off of it. You aren't the elite. You aren't the 1%. You're nothing. You're made up. You're made up and we have created your life for you by complaining about you. Um, fuck, I had a really good uh, example for that. Oh, I wanted to talk about energy exchange. Here's a good example of an energy exchange. Uh, passive aggressive people. Did we do this at, on a different podcast where I talked about a passive-aggressive person at a table of 10 people? I, uh, I think so, but it's, it's hard, to, it's hard okay. to... I know that we just talked about this. I don't know if it was on an episode that we kept or an episode that we threw away. All right. That's, well, it's, <laughs> it's relevant for many Give it to him again. Come on. This realizing that narcissists are around, that there are people feeding off of you all the time is very like a, a microcosmic thing of what's happening macrocosmically. So here's an example of a less insidious energy vampire. I definitely did do this on an episode somewhere. But um, you got a passive-aggressive person at a table full of, like, family. And the server puts the, the appetizers down across the table. And that person says, <laughs> oh, you think maybe I could have a little bit of those? I mean, I did pay for it. And the entire table is now feeding they're apologizing and they're fe they feel guilty they're they're giving energy to this person the server feels like shit everyone feels gross this person doesn't feel better because feeding off of other people's energy is just turns you into a, like garbage person but it becomes addicting and they don't know how to create their own energy this is an energy exchange nobody realizes this is an energy exchange unless you're very tuned into this sort of thing i'm aware that it's an energy exchange and when someone does that when i know someone's a vampire I just log out. I just stare straight forward. If you watch me around someone who guilts, like uses that as a way to get guilt, I just like, I just 
my eyes tune out and it's like I'm not in my body, I won't even acknowledge what they said. Because if I fight with them, also an energy exchange. I'm also giving them energy. So I just, I don't say anything. And then they give me energy trying to, trying to get it from me. And I also still don't say anything. I just act like it didn't happen. So this on a smaller scale is like this thing where you start to realize like we are tuning into this energy exchange. We're feeling this energy exchange. Since Tim Dillon talks shit about me on his podcast, I'll go ahead and use his, him as an example. Oh, you don't have to on my Molly Mormon episode for no reason whatsoever. I just talk shit about Tim Dillon. <laughs> so I preemptively got it in there for you. Well, my my shit talking is complimentary, but we're walking through a neighborhood in the middle of the night and he was like, the people on this street, you can tell all their needs are met and they know who they are. It's the middle of the night. Nobody's outside. And then we go down a block and he was like, you can tell these people their financial needs are met, but like they don't know who they are. They're insecure. They feel like they have to prove something to someone. And that is really the language of 5D where when you really, it's happening to all of us, all of us that would be listening to this podcast, but nobody's pointing it out, you know? So, so we don't really realize that our communication styles are changing. Our way of experiencing each other and reality is changing. We're all kind of tuning into this energy where you go into a bar and you're like, you can't put your finger on it, but you don't like the the energy of the people around. You have exchanges with people and you're experiencing this energy exchange where you're like, that person's nice, but I don't like them. Yeah. Energy exchange because nice is neutral sweet for real. Man, do a lot of vampires hide behind nice. Mm. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun year. I said a lot of crazy shit on this podcast, <laughs> but now it's a, like as these things come true, I just get more and more brazen like, well, but the waking up to the government is happening very fast. Also, the download came in the same day that the Jeffrey Epstein thing came out because they the can't, same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the Jeffrey Epstein download. No, it was like, but that's like, uh, as it comes in, these things have to be exposed. So, okay, we'll get wild here for a second. They do fuck kids. They do torture kids because they're vampires and they need energy. They do hideous. Who? What? What? They? What? Who? The The Clintons? What are you talking about? The elite. They do awful, off. All the conspiracy theories will come out to be true. They do gross. People say say, satanic rituals and stuff, but they do gross things. Like Illuminati shit. Mm -hmm. But. To feed off of the energy. That's real. We'll find out the stuff that happened on Pedophile Island, and it's going to be worse than anybody uh, could imagine. But, you know, you have people like Tim Dillon who were talking about Pedophile Island for years, and everybody acted like, uh, oh, that's conspiracy theory shit. Is Pedophile Island Jeffrey Epstein's island? Uh Uh-huh, that all the rich and elite were going to to fuck underage girls. Mm -hmm. Jesus. The pedophilia rings and stuff that is like, I don't get into that because it's dark and I don't want to think about it, but... Uh, they are absolutely making me think about it. (laughs) They are vampires. They need the energy. They need the terror. They need the fear and the terror in order to like give them power and energy make them real, make them relevant, make them exist. They are narcissists on a big gross scale, but they have no actual power. So imagine like millions of people waking up to the fact that they are God and that they are living in a world where they are subjected to the whims of parasites. It's just imagining like, oh, you were, you look at them and you'd be like, you were literal tapeworms. We just don't have to feed you. And then they just shrivel up. I feel like that's at the end of Labyrinth, right? Where she just like, after all I this shit. I thought that was how, when, when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm a God and I don't have to deal with Russell Westbrook anymore. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. I love Russell. He's very fun. Me but too. Would you want to play with him? I don't think so. Anyway. So just throwing out different references. We got a wide crowd. Yeah. You know, we gotta we gotta give a couple different examples. Anyway. Uh the end of Labyrinth. <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but the, she well, just like goblin. realizes that he we, doesn't have any power and then she wakes up. Yeah, that's it. That's a that's what's happening. It's also like the Book of Revelations is playing out right now, but I haven't taken the time to go back and look at the Book of Revelations, but it's like we are giving birth to ourselves, like we are giving birth to our own consciousness. One of this is the church is falling, the other one is the government falling. It's all these like uh the pale horses are like the image setters and the um but it's like right now. It's like what's happening right now. Dang. That's probably very triggering for people from religion, but that was religion was like a bastardized version of uh, passing down information about this process. But yeah, the book of revelations, the end battle thing right now is like what's happening right now. It's tight. I'm so excited. <laughs> 2020 is going to be bananas. Like we're going to listen to this episode in a year and be like, holy shit. Damn. We live in a completely different reality. Damn. And then, yeah, seven and eight. For some reason, I'm only privy to eight, but I do believe there are 12, but 12 is like omnipresence where we're just like buzzing ball of light again. And I think eight, you know, eight, we still live on some kind of a planet, but we can levitate and move things with our eyes and we're all like super magic powers. Yeah. And so I got trained to do all of that. And then I think maybe we just hang in eight for the rest of age of Aquarius and then eventually go back to 12 again and then split up again. I, that's my, that's why I think I only know about eight because I think eight is the goal. And then we hang there for a while. I think when you go beyond eight, there's not any physical reality. This is a weird memory that I have, but did you ever see the movie Looper? No. From director Ryan Johnson and writer, I think. And uh, anyway, I like him a lot. He did the, the latest star Wars movie. That was so cool. That was about, uh, tearing down a 3d star wars reality to create a better 5d one but now we're all going back to sleep because jj abrams is coming back (laughs) you know you know how it goes you have an awakening but then you got to go back to sleep for a few years anyway ryan johnson great director i love brick i love brothers bloom and i love looper and in looper the it's kind of it's set in the future and it has a sci-fi premise the premise is there are there are people. What do they call them? Mags, Madge, something, Sykes, something. They're uh, people that had like telekinetic power. Just all of a sudden, Earth had people that could uh, that could move things with their mind. And he's like, we all thought that we were gonna we were like about to have the X Men, but instead it was just a bunch of assholes who could lift a quarter off of their hand. Like that was it. So like for years now, people are just kind of dis- like they had telekinesis, but they can only do a little bit of it. And right. everybody just got used to it. Like he like scolds his friend for doing it because it looks tacky. He's like, Man, you're not gonna impress girls by lifting that quarter, you know? Right. But uh there's a there's a greater thing uh waking up. In, and there's like someone there. There's a kid that then they find in the movie who has a uh, serious, serious power. But like, uh, and so then it kind of gives this idea that there's like this, uh, like what does then the world turn into? You know, like do do more people show up like him? What what happens? You right. Know? Uh, anyway, I don't know why that the the movie. Well, I know why, but it just popped into my head. 
you know what's really interesting is watching the evolution of my consciousness and my ego in that I got taught in alien school in my dreams how to levitate and how to move things with my eyes. Like I can tell, I can feel in my body and I know the entire process. And so I am always trying. You know, sometimes I'll have like a big download day and I'll be like, today's the day. And I'll do the things. What's really strange, and I think I talked about this last year on a podcast, is I catch myself wanting my phone to turn off and snapping at it and reaching out for my phone and waiting for it to come to my hands. Like we're getting close to that because I, I'm having the reflexes already that I have from dreams or I'm completely unraveling. Uh, <laughs> but when I used to think about what if I successfully moved this cup to my hand, I used to think 20 years ago because I thought it was a lot closer. The first thing I would do was run into the room and show it to someone else. I would immediately want to prove it to someone else. And I no longer have that impulse. If I brought this cup to my hand, I would not feel like I wanted to go. You would just take a sip. I would drink my coffee. Yeah. Um, Something I know that we're trying to wrap up, but I now I, uh, now I keep coming up with things to say. In the LDS Church, we talked a lot about the second coming, and lots of versions. Every version of Christianity talks about the second coming, and we love being in the last days. Like we are the church. LDS stands for Latter Day Saints. We're the we are the church in the last days. Ever since Joseph's time, they've been talking about how. They, they're getting the world ready for what's coming next, but nothing has ever come next. You know, uh, we, I, I've watched, I stopped buying into it, you know, but for, because I saw too many cycles of it that always ended in nothing. But every, every summer that there's a bunch of big hurricanes, people are like, Oh, this is it. I guess we better get ready for the end times, better work on our food storage, better make sure, uh, you know, we're, we've repented and stuff. And like, it's never coming. It's never, ever coming. And, uh, that's, that's my pessimistic attitude. How do you go from being like, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you thought it was coming. How, how do you like, I, I, I know you feel very certain about it when you're like, but like now I know that there's difference because I'm not whatever, you know, all the stuff you just said, but like cynically, I'm like, you're the same as you were 20 years ago. And maybe it's going to be like 20 years from now. You're going to be like, okay, okay. Now it's coming. I felt like before I was like, it's coming, it's coming soon. It felt like something that was coming and I'm looking at it happening. It's, it's happen. It's literally happening. Like not signs that it's happening. It's literally an old world is giving birth to a new world. The old world is falling away. We are getting more powers and abilities. Technology is a lot of what was the magic was going to be. Um, I do think it's interesting that everyone that is like in this kind of tribe, uh, of mine was indoctrinated because I do think that there was information hidden in all of that. Like we had to all get that information for us to use later. I just also don't think it matters. I think you can get through this entire process. Like I don't want to evangelize this at all. This isn't, nobody has to save their soul. What everyone's already doing is exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And you don't even have to know this is happening. This is like lots of people just go on to 5d without even realizing that, that's what they did. And I, it's a weird thing where when I'm like trying to manifest something, I want something really bad and I'm too focused on it. I don't get it. And then when I forget that I wanted it and I move on to something else, then it shows up 
and then or when you're positive you're not going to get it when you've totally like remember when I was like I knew the Comedy Central thing was coming out I was like I know it's coming out I know yeah. I know it's coming out and but I then was like I guess it's not whatever you know I didn't spend a ton of time obsessing over how I was wrong or whatever I was just like all right I guess I'll pivot and then it came out but it kind of came out like within a couple weeks of me finally surrendering to the fact that it wasn't going to come out and that's got something to do with pushing and pulling energy but I it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I was like oh shit we're in that moment because it's all those things are happening right now and I could just see the trajectory of the government because I can I can see it for what it is which is they don't believe any of the stuff they're saying they don't care about abortion being illegal and this could be like a subconscious thing I don't know if it's like a conscious they know that they're parasites I don't get that far into any of that stuff but I can tell you when I watch people say stuff I'm like these are actors saying stuff and if you step outside of your guilt and fear and and outrage and everything else for a second and really look at these people talking you're like okay this is fake what are they trying to get out of this they don't believe this thing they're saying so what is it that they're trying to get and you realize like oh they're taking something from me they are actually I'm empowering them with my feelings now that said if we want to go raid uh like uh, you know hundreds of thousands of us go run at that thing I'm down I'm da- I've, I'm always down for like you know a revolution but squirting enter- like fear and and talking constantly about how I know squirting is a gross word. Squirting but is a, yeah, a strange word. Every time you say it, I can't think of a word that articulates how forcefully we're giving away our power other than squirting. Yeah. It's just, it's spraying out of you. I don't know how else to articulate it. Everything else is too, too delicate, too soft, too gentle. And that's not what you're doing. You are like, what about, buckets. what about ejaculating? Ejaculating, ejaculating great- fear. <laughs> anyway guys uh if you want some help adjusting to the 5d download you can schedule a tarot reading with jessa at jessareed.com make sure to mention mormon and the meth head when you book because when you do that she's forced to pay me so <laughs> yep that is so make sure you're putting that on every single booking request and uh we'll catch you guys in in 6d uh those (laughs) those that are coming next time on mormon and the meth head if you put a mormon and a meth head together this is what they sound like aaron woodall and just read our friends listen to them talking to mike A podcast network.